nice if I can make more money, but it's not something I want to do forever. Welcome to A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Podcast. Not sponsored by Beaties. That's no. no slant on Beaties, it's just a fact. Yeah. But hi, Ted. Hey. It's a good podcast. I listened to that not long ago. I've listened to some of our stuff not that long ago, which is something I never do. And it's uh, it's an eye-opening experience. I realize that I'm better at this than I once was, which is a good thing. Just do you saying. enjoy listening to them? It's bearable. It's bearable. A lot of people don't like to listen to their own voice. That's definitely a, a common thread among people. I have grown used to it. Yeah. That's not the issue that I have. It's just sometimes I know I ramble. Mm-hmm. I feel stupid. That's what this is about. In the vein of last podcast, where I had a rhubarb type beer from Oast, I now have the competitor, I suppose, Mill the Street. Mill Street Brewery Ruby Cove Cream Ale. Ah. Um, in my opinion, already first taste, it's a lighter tasting beer. It tastes better than the last one, but it's not as light Here. as my beer. Your opinion, because the the last one we had was more tart. In my opinion, this is a more subtle hint of rhubarb. It's it's more cider like almost, a little bit. I like this. Yeah, it's it's better than the Oast one. Which, I mean, I didn't really say it last time, but I don't like Oast that much. I don't like most of the things that they put out there. That's a lot better, isn't it? I could drink that. Yeah. I could actually drink that, and that says something. Mill Street. Mill Street makes pretty good beer. I may be buying you. I don't like their stouts. They come out with one once in a while. I think they had like a nitro stout or something. It was garbage. Absolute crap. But, in general... So have you tried that brand new uh, hoppy ending beer? No, <laughs> that's to uh, coming to a movie screen near you. It's that was like. uh, that was so fun. <sighs> Creating a fake beer brand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's so many clever names, and that's why all the craft breweries latch onto these funny little names. Yeah. So there's so many little spins and 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 puns you can throw out there. Anything to do with hops or or suds or whatever you want to yeah. pick on, pretty much. Well, as I said, I figured. It's always dumb when you have to cover the label for stuff. When you see movies, and I mean, for Apple products, it kind of makes sense. A lot of people do tape over the Apple logo, but that's, when it's that's the funny thing, they want the identity of the people in the movie that you know their identity is based around. They're an Apple user. They yep. fit in this quirky whatever yep. vibe, so whatever Apple means to people. But we can't use the logo, no. so tape or sticker um, or whatever. But I hate doing that. So if we can make a brand and. We could yeah. never go to a beer company and say, hey, we want to use your beer because... Craft breweries we could, but All why the bother? people are underage. They don't oh, want that's to. Oh, that's true. Right? They're high school students. Hmm, so enough. yes, you could say, oh, these people are 19, but they're very obviously portrayed not to be. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But then also most beer companies, for legal reasons, don't like to associate themselves with the debauchery around no. the beer. Which is understandable. So... I like Hoppy it. ending. I like it better. It's a merchandising opportunity it because is. perhaps one day I will brew in my own backyard. I give you permission to use beer. hoppy ending pale ale. There you go. Pale ale. Hmm. Is it an IPA? Is it going to be an IPA? It has to be. Because it's, it's hoppy, right? You just load that shit with hops. Well, call it's an IPA. hoppy and because it's the, the logo has a bottle ejaculating, so it's pale. <laughs> pale ale. There you go. I was. It was very clever. Perfect. So we're making. I'm going to make an IPA at some yes. point, which, from what I gather, is what oh. all the the hipsters are into these days. Here's a question for you. This is totally not interesting to. Well, maybe it's interesting. I don't know. I want to make Blu-rays for the short film. I've never done Blu-rays before. 
Okay. And Blu-rays are problematic because they're harder to burn than DVDs. DVDs what are very... What do you mean they're harder? Yeah. Just get a Blu-ray burner, about 50 bucks, buy writable Blu-rays. Right, but what about that? Because I like making the menus and stuff like that. So the the Blu-ray menu software, I don't have any... Couldn't be that hard. Okay. Well then, never mind. Maybe you won't like this idea. I'm not intimidated by it in the slightest. If I found a company that was able to produce us Blu-rays with the kit, with the case and the the nice kind of glossy cover and everything with the DVD professionally done, their minimum isn't that bad. Their minimum is fifty, which is a lot, but ten are already gone to cast, right? And we could we could give them away or whatnot but how much do you think a company that is in the business of making blu-rays would sell 50 blu-rays for i would have to say about uh 95 dollars i'm thinking it's cheap it has to be cheap right but more expensive than that a lot more it's not worth it in my opinion at all you can get certain uh, setups where you could even print stuff onto discs, like images. Which is... If you wanted to cover stuff. They used to call it like LightScribe or something. I don't really know what they called it for Blu-rays. Well, I thought it was a good deal. Never mind. I'm not impressed. I don't I don't like any sort of physical media except for that which has sort of a vintage appeal to it. Where that's, that's about well, it. And it's cool to have a Blu-ray that you made on a shelf. Meh. I'd be just as happy to have the digital copy accessible on a computer or streaming service or something okay well then let me put it this way every project i've ever made sits on my shelf in some capacity so it needs to be a blu-ray mm. <laughs> or dvd if i want to go cheap because i have yeah. the why not capabilities of here's the other issue i mean just general consumability not everybody has a blu-ray player but pretty much everybody has a dvd player somewhere something that plays True. dvds um i mean if you're looking at people that have blu-ray players it's either older people that have like a home theater setup or it's Older and younger people that have like a game console in the house, like a PlayStation or an Xbox or something, those are your typical Blu-ray playing devices. There's not many. I don't know. I feel like people fell off with the physical media at that point and switched to streaming services, so it's not okay. as relatable. So then, with you as my sound person, mm-hmm. I these these are a list of things that I was going to talk to you about. So why not do it in a public platform? Perfect. How could you, as a sound editor, edit and surround sound? Do you have any idea what you need to it's if you're not actually recording in a way that lends itself to surround sound that being multiple audio sources during the recording it's very strenuous and time consuming but you can do it you just have to physically map each sound in each recording or whatever to that. places and i've dipped my toes into some simple simple stuff before but every time i watch something with surround sound it's so much better the easiest thing really is to at least record in proper stereo which the setups that we currently use don't lend themselves to that like yes road makes stereo mics but they're really not true stereo in the sense that you're going to get a big separation from a left and right channel because to me that's enough you don't need the 5.1 or 7.1 surround sound to really make much of a difference it's the stereo setup that you can really sort of feel the environment enough that it, it adds a whole nother level to it so i think that's the thing we should, we should tackle and that requires recording two far apart points simultaneously when we're doing this but that doesn't really work itself into perhaps recording the casts like anything that they're going to say i mean the narration or any of the lines right so it's more environmental if we're going to have um 
sound effects we're gonna if we're gonna do stuff you know after the fact and create certain sounds then that can be done very well in stereo i think perfect and and that's easier because you can set it up in a controlled environment have two different audio recorders or one audio recorder with two different microphones coming at different angles you can get that feel which would be which we'll need because there's lots of some some good sound effects that will need to be done walking through branches or something and while you're just walking going through the forest would be perfect because you would have a shot that maybe has someone moving from left to right in the scene you can totally map that out very easily if you're going to record the sound later i'm excited some of the stuff i'm not excited for and other stuff i'm really excited for it's a lot of work and i'm i put a lot of work on myself but it all pays off in the end when we don't have to plan things on the day i'm gonna be honest i haven't done shit i know that's okay that is okay i'm i'm happy because i'm just gonna cooperate that's the typical method i have in life we could i don't know it it works really well because like since i build houses for a living i just listen to those you know what somebody says say oh go build that wall or go do this and it's like i just i just follow what they say i don't really have to think too much about it i've got to plan too much about it that's what i like about your like i know you'll do good work and that's why i'm glad i mean you've helped when you needed to give opinion in here and there and that's good but i feel like that's pretty basic stuff that i i I can point out and and see things through a little bit more clearly than some people and i'm sure it'll sound great and then having justin on set he he's he's my uh my like gopher because i'm gonna need him for certain things and him and i have talked about general expectations because as great as you and tila are he's the only other person that's actually been on some sort of yeah, he's got experience professional set he's got the best credentials out of ennis apparently the most uh qualifications the actually some of the actors have comparative qualifications so that's good well i meant out of us three anyways yes although kind of sort of but kind of sort of um didn't live up to what we had heard before pardon i don't know i just remember him being qualified with like first aid and all sorts of oh for that stuff yeah yes yeah. he he He's has kind of everything we need for that as far as actual onset experience he's kind of on par with me but at least he's he's worked with the actor side of thing and also behind the camera side of things so when i tell him like not that anybody else would question it but say for example luke who wants to help out although luke probably wouldn't question there's probably not gonna be a lot of questioning but when i tell justin hey hold this so we're so we're diffusing the light on the actor's face he'll know what you're going why we're doing it it's important it is and even if it's if it's not that just not asking questions too much if you're going to try to proceed quickly with things is a good good method that's that's the big thing we're shooting a lot in very little time Mm -hmm. which a lot of short films do i got to do some location scouting kind of this weekend but mostly was just hanging out at a at a family cottage i'm excited to go back i'm excited to go back not in the winter i'm excited to go back in a decent month like September. That's way better now because we got eaten alive by deer flies. So I'm very, very excited to go back, which is why the three days are nice because we get there on Friday. We shoot the fireworks stuff on Saturday. Yeah. You and I. We get to blow up a whole bunch of fireworks. Yes. In you and I have a little drink afterwards, celebrate a good day. Oh, I didn't know that was in the schedule. Perfect. Well, why wouldn't it be? I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, actually, Cole won't be old enough to do so, so we better be careful. But other than that... <laughs> 
forget some of these some of these people are still quite young yeah well so it lends in nature we get we got to write something with like people that we'd actually want to hang out with that are like our age and can relate to us more I'm sure we'll find a project somewhere yeah so location scouting you were climbing rocks yeah checking out cliffs there's this, some scenes i guess that take place in cliffs yes which there's many of them up in the sort of french river area lots of people go swimming up there but hiking too you can hike up big big cliff faces that typically overlook well, the water but you can find some other interesting pieces of the environment i don't think i'd be interested in jumping off a hundred foot <laughs> cliff but hey, maybe i never i was going based off what tila told me yeah so i'd have to look up how easy it is to do that without causing injury to yourself because i feel like if i had somebody that was perhaps a professional diver and they talked you through okay if you're if you're gonna jump off a hundred foot cliff here's the body position you have to use all sorts of stuff i feel like i could make it work so long as i know it's there's risky, something though. i can do yeah that would mitigate getting hurt because obviously you cannonball you're fucked you dive wrong you're fucked yes i know there's nothing in the water that's gonna hurt like nothing rocks or anything the below. water itself it's the water itself i i didn't know it was that high like as soon there's as... All, oh there's different cliffs that are lower but that's the one that tila for some reason had in mind which you know it's a pretty intimidating looking cliff face it's as i said before we were we able to make magic with cuts it yeah you falling off of one cliff movie magic be, exactly that's 100 percent what it is mm -hmm. and that's why luke's excited but also disappointed so he's like if i help i'm never gonna be able to watch the movie as just a movie no i think that's a problem with just about anything that is a small production i'm sure there's many big productions where you could act or work behind the scenes and the final product is so much more than what you saw there's so much more to it whereas this it's he's gonna see everything if he's helping us well it depends he's gonna help a few days and got somebody yeah. else but he's like i prefer the end result towards yeah. the behind the scenes i mean the only thing you get after that is what editing can do which is a lot it's a lot it's true every project i've worked on there's always been a small moment where i sit back and i look you know what this would be a fun thing to watch it's gonna be a bitch to shoot but it'll be a fun thing to watch yeah. And even though this is really simple, there's still things that could go wrong. There's, it, it is interesting, and I'm cutting you off a little bit, but I, right it's because I feel like I know where you're getting at. And the thing that I'm feeling most likewise about that recently is the little thing that we filmed up at, like, with my family or whatever for, for my brother. A little short. It's kind of like an intro to a, a TV show that he had in mind. And yes. it's a lot of fun. I think we could even roll that right now, obviously, without audio. But just so people get, a, audio. get yeah. a little glimpse of something yeah, that we never made. did show it. So, yeah, we'll roll yeah. it now. Uh, what was the song supposed to be, though? So it is Johnny Cash, Sunday Morning Coming Down. If you're at home, you can play that at the same time while you're watching that, although you won't hear us. But that's not important. So it's, it's a funny thing because we filmed this in the course of two days, roughly. I mean, we didn't film all day every day, but... It was it was a bit of a scramble trying to get things together it because it wasn't planned. It wasn't organized. That's like what I'm trying to avoid. Is. And it's somebody else's idea too, so we have to sort of come up with a way to represent their creative vision. Whereas it's going to be an explosion. Yeah, an explosion. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of coming up and problem like <laughs> problem solving and things like that. And it's funny. It's it's cheesy and it's not really your dad is still showing people so he's proud my, of it yes my dad is proud that he was in it and he was part of it and and is he, he showing he's showing 
because there were other there family were other members, versions. friends, customers okay. at his work, all sorts of people. But there were he's showing the final version, what mm-hmm. we would consider. Mm-hmm. Okay, I sent him a, a file of it or whatever. But but yeah, just a little thing. It's it's funny. I mean, it it wasn't. Um, it used enough cinematography that you can sort of get the shot of things happening where say there's the one scene that you might see if you're watching this on the screen right now of you just show the clip again. a screwdriver you know yeah. opening up a taking apart a chair or whatever but you show you know grabbing the screwdriver and all these little components of it that you at least guide you towards seeing what's actually happening and of course it's a bit fast-paced maybe you miss it but this was sort of meant to be the intro so i guess people would watch it over and over again if they were watching the tv show yes be cool to see what it could look like with a budget. Yes, <laughs> that'd be nice. That's, I mean, that's that's the goal for any show. But you didn't really get to your point. You said it was a lot of fun. It was scrambling. Why you were tying it into my statement about it, this being a bitch to shoot? What tied it in? Just no, it just sounded like you were talking going along the route of being happy about seeing the things that you've produced a little bit. Because I know that's the only taste that I've gotten of it really so far, other than this podcast, which honestly I'm pretty neutral about. <laughs> is that good or bad no it's just part of my life I enjoy it I enjoy it too yeah. um, no because I know there is a combined talent that is quite talented and we can produce things on the fly like we did with uh, Wee Whiskey which was great and wonderful and rushed this has a lot more pre-production mm-hmm so the end result should look better in every way. Be a lot way. more polished, a lot yes. more thought out. Nothing. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. Because I think back to the first thing that I worked on, the movie with Justin. Which, because this seems to be a slight clip show, play the trailer that I have from years ago. A little bit of it, anyways. That thing is like. 50 to 60 percent of what i was expecting it the cinematography is where it fails the most because it was just a shitty camcorder but the acting is well where i was expecting nobody was professional the jokes surprisingly hit quite well in certain areas the sitcom that i did about 70 percent an improvement thankfully that's three years of film school um, the mugs and meeples commercials that we've done, the other things that we've we've done in the past, all the commercials with Beaties, the commercials that it, the video commercials that I did with Beaties, those are almost a hundred percent what I was expecting, minus a few small little issues. Um, we whiskey, I wasn't expecting anything, no. so it's a hundred percent of what I wasn't expecting because mm-hmm. I didn't know. So we should be like eighty five percent, totally, yeah, like like. It's very well planned, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's smooth. There's a lot of stuff for like trying to ascertain locations to shoot. You have to get permission to shoot in specific locations yes. on private property. You have to. And we were looking at call sheets today, which is you know another level of detail where you had every single actor and actress a call sheet every day of the shoot to say exactly you know who to contact, which, and which what, is important. what's going on at what time. It is, and then that kind of trails down because like on the call sheet it says the actors have to be at the ground zero which would be the parking lot at 11 30 so that means that somebody be it justin or luke or whoever 
needs to be at that location at 11.30, which means he, whoever, isn't going to be where we're filming because he's picking up the actors. So it's all, it's a symphony of planning. Mm -hmm. And if it works, it works great. Probably won't work as smoothly as I think, but because the planning is there, it hopefully isn't a train wreck. Oddly enough, I'm kind of used to this kind of work just because working in construction, you constantly deal with other trades and things that you have to be orchestrated around. And of course, usually you're usually designated at certain times to do certain things, but... Which is what we're going to be doing. Supervisors aren't always top on that. saying, You know, they say, oh yeah, you can do whatever framing in the basement and you get there and you're like, oh, it's not insulated yet. Never mind. <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> Little things. So... It'll be fun. It'll be it'll be very interesting, and, and it'll be a little bit of problem terrific. solving too. I mean, we haven't we can't plan for the problem solving necessarily because we've tried to get everything as smooth as possible. But some of the things that we've decided we're going to do aren't going to work, and we're going to have to figure out something else, which is a uh, another side of it that I kind of enjoy. As long as it's not, hey, you can't shoot here, because then that's a big problem. Then you run somewhere and you run and gun and, <laughs> and you try to make it work as best you can. <laughs> Um, Where and we do have permission to shoot many places. We oh, have yes. options to to go certain places. Yeah, um, but no, that's that's what is fun, and it's a weird. I don't know. I don't know if it's a it's a similar thing. Like if a if a artist, a painter, wants to paint a picture, that's a pretty simple task. If you're talented enough to paint a picture. And the idea of, you know, you don't need permissions. You don't need to orchestrate things around yes. you. Filmmaking is a weird art form because it's very businessy. It has to be. It doesn't yeah. have to be, but it should be if you want to get stuff done right. It necessitates a lot more than even music because music is much more easy to make in an independent manner. And it does it complements the business side of it a lot, but... But film almost doesn't work unless there's money, unless there's organization, unless there's strictness about and it. And there can be less organization if there's a lot of money. Because you it's can true. just pay, well, you know what, we need this location for another 10 days. Here you go. Yeah, people don't need to really be organized at that but point. But if as much. you're running on a low budget, you have to be organized to the max. Yeah. And keep everybody well fed and happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, that's going to be an interesting part of it. We have to manage people that are not our friends. They're not here to be, you know, supportive. They're here to get a specific thing done, and it benefits them in their own tangible way, hopefully. Oh, exactly. And and if we don't come through on what we've promised, they're going to be disappointed and not cooperative. I was having a conversation with a coworker, and I was explaining the process. And she was like, oh, well, that's cool. How long is the movie going to be? And I said maybe about 25 20 minutes maybe 15 like it's hard to tell we're aiming for 20 yeah if it runs long and it doesn't drag on 25 if it if it uh needs to go shorter because of pacing issues then we edit it to the point where it's shorter yeah and she's like it's only be 20 minutes putting all that work for 20 minutes i'm like once we said we're going to hire people that aren't our friends it now becomes our responsibility to not suck yes yeah. basically one of the big things for me as soon as i saw that fake leg that stub from the makeup makeup player. artist i'm yep. like well she's really good so now we're representing her 
and we're representing all these actors so now the pressure's on mm-hmm. which is cool i think uh it'd be interesting to look at things from the perspective of people that will hire these actors in the future because i don't know necessarily how much they look at the quality of the production overall versus what they can see in the specific actor or actress's input into it like for that's, instance that's exactly what they look at yeah like they're not going to necessarily we don't really represent them in that specific way we're giving them a platform if anything and they're going to be as good as they're going to be depending on their own skill level yes. and of course their prospective employers in the future are Which worried about why, that if time allows i've decided i've mentioned it to tila and you and i think it's important one when we're shooting if we come up with a joke that makes sense, we shoot it. Because yeah. even if it doesn't work later, we will never know until we're editing. No. You and see that two punchline lands. Yes. Give the actors one take to just ad lib. You have point A, you have point B. You know where you need to get to, and then let them go. One is a little bit restricting. Pardon? One's a little bit restricting. I don't know. If they want to well, just ad lib. It, it depends on time. It's hard to stop them. <laughs> right but you just yell cut like do you need you need to follow the script and yeah. then if you get it very quickly then you can add live a little bit well, that makes sense that's if, a reward for getting the yes the if line time right. allows do one if it doesn't allow hopefully we're dealing one. with some creative writers at that point that can come well, up some with of them seem material. funny some of them it'll be interesting are they are they the like dr- dramatic arts types for the most part see that was that was, that was a very interesting thing about the. Because I'm used to people of Robert, the dramatic art right? types. None of them have a stage background. Really, all, I all, like that already. All of them it's are different. aiming for TV background. Some of the, well, I think one of them has a mix, but she's aiming more for TV film. Okay. Which is nice because, in working in other projects, uh, the sitcom, there were people that had. Uh, TV backgrounds, we'll say Justin, and there were people that had stage backgrounds. And the quality of the actors in the stage background field performing in front of a camera ranged from great to horrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, I won't say who was who, but... (laughs) I want to go on a little bit of a tangent. We always do. And talk about... In dramatic arts, there's a big focus on improv acting on stage. And I like improv shows, but probably not for the same reason that most people do. Okay. <laughs> it's sort of a sick pleasure in I want to see how awkward shit can get in, in, in the weird things that people come up with for improv. Like, people will grasp at the most simplest scenario or anything that they can sort of glide by on for, for improv. It's a bit difficult to describe. If somebody's really talented at improv, they could sure sell it, but they better hope that they're working with somebody that also can sell it just as well as they can. Because yes. usually it's one person who really carries the whole thing, and it's somebody who really doesn't have anything to contribute. That's why Whose Line Is It Anyway is a great show. Because you have all these talented improv people, and some of their scenarios are in the hands of amateur, or in the hands of amateurs would be very awkward. Mm-hmm. But, They're almost always awkward in a university setting because people are still learning how to yeah. do it and and all that. But but that's how you learn. It's it's it has a weird feel we to it. That's an uh, 
are halfway through the year and we have never actually taken the whole stand-up route seriously that's true i've mostly forgotten about it i don't really i don't know i still think it'd be interesting to try it would be hmm i don't know if anybody cares that's another thing so what anybody watching do you think that we should push ourselves to do stand-up even if we try it once like nobody cares about the the five minute i guess just to see if you can get a like to see if you're actually any if there's any type of skill there who's the um the young guy that works with joey diaz on that one podcast that i don't know if it's joey diaz's podcast or not uh, whatever you know who i'm talking about i don't even know i just don't know the name okay yeah so so yeah the young guy is kind of socially awkward i heard that he's pursuing like a comedy career or something which i thought was interesting and i guess they're stopping the show because of that or or something I, I did not know that or maybe he's just taking off from the show you know that uh comedian that opened for kreischer dusty slay the do you remember him no him? i only remember kreischer okay well the comedian that opened for Bert kreischer named dusty slay i thought at the beginning was very awkward but he had a few really good jokes he's doing quite well for himself he was on fallon last week and he's actually making a name for himself Hmm. Which makes sense because you wouldn't open for Kreischer, who's also making a name for himself. If you were crap. Yes. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he was good. I just don't remember him. Bert Kreischer was fantastic. Yes. So that erased any memory I had before that. He was really good. Um, I don't know. I just think it'd be fun just to do. Just to say. Because if you suck, you never have to do it again. But if you get a laugh or two, you might... Not worried about the pressure. I don't know... If I really want to write the jokes at the same time, well, I could probably come up with enough of a reason. There's so many things on my mind that I want to do that I don't know if I should add another one. Well, then don't. It's just we had talked about it before. It's true. There's a, an interesting thing we do, and almost it's more of a reason for me to go back and listen to these than anything, is I like leave myself hints of things to do. Like For instance, on a podcast not so long ago, when it was just you and I, I mentioned we were talking about things that we could go back and and watch and listen to again or something like old you know kids TV shows and things like that and then one one of the things like for future Eric go check out Car Talk which was an NPR show or whatever that episode yeah. yeah and it was just because I'm like I know everything I know about cars pretty much since the point that I stopped watching that show or yeah. listening to that show I went back and I I heard it because I ended up listening to it in a situation or in a car or whatever but. And then I, I listened to Car Talk, and I was like, yes, I do appreciate this more. It's, it's a good idea. That's, uh, I, I think, you know who you know who Howard Bloom is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He has a lot of YouTube content, I mean, beyond the career of all of his um, promotional stuff for, like, music artists and stuff. And one, he had a big video on how the biggest limitation for most humans is that we don't continuously record our ideas in the sense that we have lots of good ideas or things that we should do for ourselves that we don't ever commit to because we just forget we move on to other things you know you're sitting in the bathroom you have a brilliant idea of some way you could fix some problem you have by the time you leave it's gone and you'll never think of it again but we almost have technology that mitigates it at this point and it's getting so close to the point where you could have something you know planted in your brain for instance that would just take down the good ideas and do the hard work for you we also talked about it on the other on that podcast too the whole Futurama episode where they have the iPhone yeah. it's implanted in the eye, but but similar concept. Um, yeah, well, 
for me, for the most part, I have to listen to everything. So I do get the things that uh, that we talk about. And sometimes I'll send you, like, if uh, I, that Arthur joke that I was telling yeah, you. Yeah, it was funny. As soon as I heard it, I found a clip and sent it to you because I knew you for, weren't going to watch the, the episode. audience, there's an episode of Arthur where they're, Arthur and his friend are in an attic and they're looking through books and they're dusty and the one guy gets asthma attack and they find out he has asthma gets taken to the hospital arthur's on the porch talking to his dad tells his dad shouldn't have looked at those dirty old books dad looks in shock and horror and it's funny it's funny it lands you should look it up yes anyways that i feel like that summary was necessary (laughs) um no so it, it is interesting i don't know it would be it'd be interesting to see how long we could do this because I realize that uh, like Joe Rogan is doing it for different reasons than we might be doing it. I don't. I mean, we're still just chugging along. But think of what it would be like to hear the stories that we're telling two years from now. I'm gonna take a diversion. Yes, I'm sure that's interesting. But what if we went a different route? What if screw the story, screw the personal stuff, which is what we've always done, and we do like a, a show? Because I, I just that video that we watched together talked about how somebody did, what was it like a, a crime? Was it a crime story or something? Yeah. yeah. Basically, you pull the audience in, you get them enthralled. It's more of a storytelling thing than it is personal life or, or just having a conversation. And that's not the only route you could have. Um, for instance, car talk that I'm talking about. Yes, it was a show produced for radio. But the point is, it's an hour, it's always always an hour, where they take calls from people and they sort of answer car questions, but in the funniest way you could imagine it, really. I think uh, there's, there's lots of quirky ideas for shows out there. Well, if we, like, some of the best conversations I ever had on the radio show with Kevin was when we implemented the phone line. Because we did have people call in. That throws things in the mix, things that A are external. A lot of people were doing it to prank Kevin. Tommy was so called all the time to talk to kevin and kevin had no idea who it was but it was one of our it's a good impress, impression impression and i know kevin's not listening to this but kevin i know who it was and it was so fun to fuck with you sometimes he doesn't even know after college is over no that's crazy he still thinks tommy was was out there so uh and then some of them were actual legitimate questions and whatnot. So it was cool. The only thing is, and I do, like, I think we need to find a way to do, at the very least, this one. Like, when it's the two of us, live. Even if it's just one friggin' camera angle. Because, okay. When well, we, hey, next time, we'll do it. No excuses. We're going to do it. Cell phone. Don't care. We're going to okay. do it somehow. It's going to sound good, too, I hope. Yes. So... Yeah, we, we can do that live. It's different when so there's a guest. Here's the thing. How did your, um, co- in college days, how did you broadcast yourselves? What was On the it? radio. AM, FM, what? 90.1 FM. FM, okay. You're so, listening to 90.1 FM, The Heat. And you all, all rock. the students were very well versed in the rules of broadcasting. Like, cause there's that, very that was strict the point. Rules. Okay, but at the point. Like, you have to learn a lot before you would be able to do it at that We point. didn't get to go live on the air till second semester. Interesting. Because they're an operating radio station with advertisements and whatnot, so they have to follow the rules. We could look into what it would take 
Oh god. As pointless as this is to broadcast it in some radio wave analog frequency. I don't know how hard it is to broadcast and We've had this conversation before, Eric. Have we? Yes. Why would we I don't know why we would even talk We've about had that. this conversation on the air here before. Awesome. Too. So what the, what was the conclusion? <laughs> the conclusion was it's pointless. It is pointless. <laughs> no no no. I'm not I'm just saying it for the sake of doing uh, it. The conclusion was you can't do it for free and the cost is kind of prohibitive i don't know what an am broadcasting setup would cost so um, you wouldn't be able to transmit terribly far i suppose but yes so i think we kind of kiboshed it at... that's fair but i like i like the idea of doing it live and i like the idea of potentially taking calls that's all stuff that's reasonably easy to do hmm. most people at least on any YouTube channel that I watch, we'll always use something like Discord or, or Skype or whatever to take calls. So that's even sort of mitigated around the idea of using a cell phone. Yes, you really have to do because that you don't anymore. want people calling you at random hours of the day. Not particularly, no. Although you can block numbers, I guess. Yes, but that's not good uh, fan interaction if you're blocking the people that want to talk to you. Not exactly, no. Um. No, I, the radio would be interesting. There are a lot of rules. Like we, we followed very strict guidelines as far as what we could say and whatnot, and that's what made it interesting because Kevin and I were so back and forth. So there were jokes that were alluded to, which is why listening, listening to Tila's recap after the show it was funny because she would get the jokes. So, like, there'd be so many references where I would just be calling Kevin gay, no offense, it's not PC, without calling him gay and stuff like that, or just just stupid things. We did end up swearing on the last episode because we had already passed. Who's going to do anything about it? Exactly. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. We're already on. Like, think about this. I know the rules... They, they, they're just looking for numbers, but in the past year, and I realized we probably could have tried from day one, we are on Spotify, we're on the Google Play Store, we're on Apple's podcast, and we are on uh, the Heart, what is it, the Heart FM? iHeart Radio. iHeart Radio, which I forget about all the time, but that one was the one that it took like six months for them to accept us. They must have had to go through and listen to our stuff. Yeah. So. Maybe that employee's a fan, probably not. Gates are guts. It's probably multiple employees. I don't know what that org is. That a not for profit organization or like what is iHeartRadio? Well, good, they like they a own question. a lot of radio stations. Like iHeart is a brand, so there's iHeart Music Festivals, there's iHeartRadio, so they own a bunch of of things. I guess there's iHeart Podcast oh. now. Okay, another tangent. So since we've last had a chance to sit down together, we saw Jimmy Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. And, when, and that's funny because the last time that we sat down together, just us, we talked and alluded to going to see Jimmy Buffett. Yes. And you explained how he was a businessman and, and that manner of things. It that was, was an awesome show. It was so nice to see you enjoy it. I'm so glad you did. And so, I'm so glad you got drunk. Oh, yeah. Because that's the best way to see him. I was planning on having two King Cans <laughs> of Budweiser, which all together would have been about 
1.4 to 1.5 liters of beer. But then Jesse decided to buy me a third, so I ended up consuming You're welcome. somewhere between 2,100 to, I don't know, 2,300. I don't know how much is in a king can. But basically about two and a half liters of beer. I wanted you to have a good time. I had a good time. <laughs> Until the next morning. No, even the morning I was fine. You know what sucks, and I've heard everybody talk about it too, is if you have to take public transit after drinking. Because it was really annoying on the train. There was no access to water, which I really wanted at that point in time, or at least something to drink to keep me hydrated, and I didn't have it. So it was just a pounding headache the entire time I was on the train. As soon as I had something to drink, not so bad. That A&W was good. Got some A&W. <laughs> that was fantastic. Well, I think the train was, I mean... Right off the bat, when we got to Toronto, it was very clear the train was a great idea because having to deal with the Indy and everything, that would have been Yeah, they were doing uh, Plus, races. I was too drunk to drive when we left the concert still. Perfect. So we... We had a train. We were able to... Yes, there were some setbacks with the headache and whatnot, but we were able to properly enjoy the concert. Um, great on stage. He knows how to put on a show. I like that he has a conversation sort of with the audience and he, you know, tells jokes Explains and all that stuff. the songs. And it's it's less set changes. Because when I saw Ozzy, every, between pretty much every song or every couple songs, he'd go off stage and there'd be a period in between where it was just, you know, they're changing whatever the heck's going on on stage. Kind of annoying. Kind of breaks the, yeah. the atmosphere. Whereas Jimmy Buffett stayed on the stage. Most of the show, there's maybe two, three set changes, something like that. Yep. Not bad but at all. But he's also, and I mean, Ozzy is touring with, with talented musicians too. But Yes. He, Jimmy always gives his other guitarist, Mac McAnally, a chance to perform because he's an award-winning musician that has decided, I have a career outside of Buffett, but he really likes to perform with Jimmy. Yeah. But because he's such a, he's a better guitarist than Buffett, Buffett will admit it. Buffett will give him a chance to perform and the Deer Shakur, the the um singer. The singer. Yeah. Really talented. Really good, yeah. So why not? Fills the show, he gets a break, obviously, and it just makes for a good show. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So I I enjoyed it too. I don't I, I yeah. It was the most fun that I've had at a Jimmy Buffett concert while still remembering the concert. Because it's not the most drunk I've been at a Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> and I know I had more fun at that one, but I don't remember the concert. This one was a great medium. For anybody that's looking to go out to Budweiser stage, and I'm sure the prices vary, but a king can of anything, start, it, it costs sixteen fifty, which is pretty crazy. Yes. But I guess that's what you pay to be drunk in a different place. Yes. Um, those seats... The seats were amazing, too. So you got these tickets from an auction yes. of some kind. Somebody bid an auction for you? Yes. Yeah. So I... I, I don't know. It must have been no more than a 50 feet from the stage. Yeah, it was, it was close. I remember getting there and us showing the ushers the tickets. They're like, oh, no, you're down another row. They're like, okay. We walk there. They're like, you're over. And then by the time you get there, you were like, holy fuck. Like, we were close. It was cool. Mm-hmm. You actually see him, which was nice. Um, there were I got them for a hundred each, and they are about two hundred dollar per ticket. So, good deal. Good deal. It was a charity auction, so I I think my expectations are a bit consistent in the 
you can hear the stage better from further back because obviously it's not so blaringly loud yes. that it distorts everything in your ears. But it's kind of once you're drinking, it doesn't really matter anymore. And you've list. I have. I actually have a small pile. I don't want to say a pile, but I have a few small things to lend to you, um, since you enjoyed Jimmy Buffett. What like, kind of things? Well, like a book and an audio book. An audio book. Yes. Written by him. Yes. Okay. He's a really good writer, and <laughs> this audio book between. The audiobook or the actual physical book, I try to read it or listen to it once every year or once every year and a half because it's a vacation to read. Huh. Like, it's just, it's such, remember how I mentioned this to you, The Beach Bum has such an interesting plot because it's going through its plot, but if it were any other movie, you'd be like, when is it starting? Like it meanders, but it's it. It meander, does. It's so it meanders good, with a point. Yeah. The book, the audiobook that I would lend to you, also meanders. Like there's no villain. There's a few small villains, but it just it it it's is weird. It, so this is a work of fiction. Though. Yes. Okay. And that's interesting. It's 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 hard to describe. It. Just, it's hard for me to imagine what this could possibly so be like. <laughs> As a book, um, I think you'd like it. I'll take a stab at it. I'm starting to collect credits on Audible at this point, so I haven't picked a new book in a little while because I'm taking a while to get through a history or no, a philosophy textbook. So I don't. I got a bunch of stuff I'm probably going to read after that. I'll pick shorter content so I can get through a little bit more of it. But it's fun, and then it's the only audiobook version I have. Although I am. <sighs> going to acquire another audiobook not by jimmy buffett but it's called don't stop the carnival and i think i've heard of that before i've heard of a guy named uh uh henry walk he's a writer maybe old school writer it's either henry or herman herman walk herman walk i don't know it might be herman anyways couldn't say um and it's they make reference of it in they make reference in other books about it and it is basically the Bible for expats that go down to the tropics and try to do something. When like was this written? Years ago, like in the 50s. Okay, so it's probably very different now. It's very different, but the whole story is about a guy who works on Broadway, has a heart attack, and decides, I, I'm buying a resort. You see why I like the book, right? I think we've talked about this. Yes, we have before, a buying yes. resort, and it's just his trials and tribulations. He deals with a headhunter, like it's a farce. But it's sounds amazing. It's a very good, amazing book. story to tell. Yes, a little bit racist sometimes. But it's that a fifty. The time, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, very good. I I like. I mean, that's not Buffett, but I like Buffett's books. He has a very interesting way of writing, and he's the only said this before but he's one of the only authors to make it on the top new york on the new york times best-selling fiction non-fiction and children's book hmm. pretty neat yeah hmm. i don't know what else to talk about necessarily so i guess i'll just tell a thing that i was going to tell anyways i lost a i we talked about the me fit 
band whatever so, three last this is podcast. the first day that i can confirm because you have no proof that i have walked more steps than it's you. true so it's i had the xiaomi mi fit band three you get another one um yeah so i guess i haven't told the story because teela decided to spoil it to you but anyways i lost <laughs> i lost my fitness tracker jumping off cliffs into the water because i was swimming and um yeah no it's weird not being with it after half a year of using it to wake up every single day on the vibrate alarm and using it to track verse like i'd say uh, quite a few things about my sleep or or step counts or whatever it is so i definitely knew the instant that i lost it that i had to get a new one and by the time i got out of the water i was already on my phone ordering a new one so now i'm getting the me fit band four and i might be Updated getting version? yes and i might be getting scammed <laughs> because on amazon you can get them for as cheap as 59 dollars. they also they're on sale for some reason but i know that's a reasonable price to pay for them so i said i want to go to ebay see what kind of price i can get most of the ones on ebay are listed for about 45 dollars. but i found one and all the other ones i had seen shipped as early as like august 7th so a little while that's like almost two weeks from now yes this one was 23 dollars, way cheaper than all the rest and it, and it shipped, shipped as early as july 30th mm. so i paid it i bought it the person had good reviews as a seller they had more than 2,000 reviews so hmm. maybe i'm gonna get a half price fast shipped me band 4 maybe yeah I'm, I'm half expecting to open the box and it'll be the Mi Band 3 and they just expect me not to know the difference. Would you be that disappointed? No. Though? 22 bucks is a pretty good price yeah. for that one too. So. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate that you lost it. I, I don't care at all. When we first started talking about it, I had complained about the fact that the vibration didn't wake me up in the morning. Yeah. Now it does. Oh, that's good. So I've acclimatized to it and between this and also just a backup alarm just in case, which goes off a minute after it vibrates i'm up i do at least five minutes because i sometimes forget to turn my alarm off on my phone which is annoying if i if i do it too close anyways because i'll be like i'll you know set the wrist off look at my phone go to instagram or something and then the alarm goes off while i'm still laying in bed I'm like fuck <laughs> this mitigates the point of trying to wake up silently yes um justin finally just replied he's like oh dear to his blackberry phone for the movie Oh, uh, because he had the Blackberry. It's the first time he, I think... Uh, we were very prepared for this movie because we got model dummy phones, like the kind you see in Walmart. As weird as it sounds, somewhere. that was the catalyst for this movie. I think, like... Use if, what you got. If you go back to the very beginning, Tila was given a box of these phones. She's like, we'll make a movie. Like, do something. Based with, on these props. Destroy these phones somehow. And then here we are. Yeah. So kind of a neat better than what i would have done my typical thing for things that i know i can destroy is i'll just like shoot them or something yes well, like this... i had a an ipod nano didn't really work as expected so i shot it it's fun i mean we have enough that you could shoot a few at the cottage yeah it's not the same though because i don't really have internal phone guts they're just metal so i kind of know what that's gonna look like but still we still. have them could do it maybe maybe one of the actors will get shot in the movie and then we can film a phone getting shot <laughs> be good 
that's almost a good death scene for like a final one because you could have the phone get destroyed simultaneously with the actor it could just go through the phone i don't know sequel sequel there you go um hopefully one of the actors is really cool and we want to interview them on the podcast hopefully they're they're from a far away it seems from niagara falls and it's not as far the furthest one that ever contacted me and i really wanted him to audition because he he was really good and really excited but he was fucking from montreal yeah and i'm like there's no way you're coming and then we had it's pretty far somebody who lived in uh barry and on the day of the audition i had been talking to him back and forth and he was like was it paid i'm like it's not paid like these people they don't don't read read. no and it's a problem one guy today don't mention names on his contract didn't know the name of the project that he's auditioned for i have no faith in actors i every every project i work on becomes less and less so this guy even on the day he's messaging me he's like actually i don't want to send in a tape i would like to come and audition for you like well you know what that's really good because at first i thought he's not getting paid he doesn't want to do it so i'm like okay what time would you like it's like uh well like 10 o'clock's fine i'm just driving down from barry like that's a hike Mm-hmm. he's like well it's in toronto isn't it like the very first email i sent you it's a niagara based production nobody listens no. nobody reads yeah. difference between a 40 minute drive and a two hour drive it's a big difference yeah and then the the london girl the london actress she knew and she was still excited she's very excited to be a part of it and there's people like that that I don't want to disappoint. Yeah, we owe them something in our own work ethic. It is not exactly the same, but this is a TFP project. Remember what it means? Michaela taught us. Trade for picks. Picks, but it's not really picks. That's why I said it's not exactly. Mm. Uh, trade for MP. Trade for moving pictures. <laughs> you have to somehow plan probably on day one or two or three when everybody's there a photo shoot for the poster easy i already had an idea yes i know so now we have to stage it actually we don't need everybody for that that's a an easy one to film only need one person but well on the day that he actually gets the stuff that happens to him everybody will be there and if you could get them all lined up panicking it'd be a good everybody poster yeah the best part about the film poster is it doesn't actually have to happen in the movie and it doesn't have to necessarily make sense with the plot it just has to use themes in the movie so hey a seven minute photoshop job at least got the point across there's somebody in the forest with a broken cell phone and blood yeah and i was happy with it yeah as long as you can convey that i think your poster should always convey something about the art Yes, we. I mean, we had Teresa Jacobs on that not that long ago, and we criticized the poster a little bit because it didn't really give you much of a clue. It was a picture of somebody's face, two people's faces, two people's faces, standing side by side or lying side by side. Oh, there was whatever. some. Oh, I cringed every time. Instead of saying demon, she said demoned, like a, like a mom from the, born in the seventies. I don't know. I. It's a very specific reference. Have. <laughs> 
some issues with the way that she runs her writing business and i also have some issues with the production behind that film i don't know we should go see the film when it comes well i'm i'm following it because i want to see it in and it'll probably be in a festival setting but i i definitely want to see it because i know the behind the scenes and there's just small issues that really bothered me but um it was again i won't give away who but there's a lot of new actors as i've said in this in this short film and i was talking to one of them today and they sent me a message like when it's done are we all going to watch it together like she was really excited about watching it all together which is cool and i said yes but probably at a festival and she replied back like with rides and stuff like all right and i laughed and i (laughs) she didn't know what a film festival was she's it's brand new wow hmm cool i feel like film festivals are sort of a a thing that you can understand through pop culture and they're just like yeah that's things that you know crazy film people do to uh to um her credit i could have said film set or film festival and i just said festival yeah whatever we're gonna go to a carnival and they're gonna play our stuff well you never know it's a freak show (laughs) no uh that's a whole other Hmm. i think we've talked a bit about the little thing we're gonna do and i think i'm happy to leave it at that me too it was a nice little ramble yeah needed to ramble let's do it again sometime in a room with no name and no location yes so far as y'all know yeah see you next time for listening to a funny thing happen by the way the podcast yes bye goodbye